0: Oh, that's oh damn it! Don't find me. All yeah. right. Well, welcome to the Jew and Black Man podcast. Brought to you today by Delirium Beer. Yeah. Out of Belgium.
1: the best beer in the world. Oh shit! I'm drinking some. Uh, also, I'm drinking some uh, tequila. Uh, some um, Patron. Yeah. uh I don't know. I can't roll my tongue right now. I've been getting ice all day. It's true. New Year's.
0: New Year's edition.
1: Yeah. I'm gonna take a little strong pull with this.
0: We're self served today, so we're pouring our own beers. You yeah, we uh, liquor.
1: our bartender, Consuelo?
0: Yeah, she's gonna have to tune in remotely from now on, so. Yeah. Hey, two Consuelo. Two Consuelo is a good run. Good run.
1: Ah, shit. Beer needs
0: to get a little
1: colder. Yeah, it would be aight. Oof. All right. So, So, since it's just us, we've been sitting here just talking about shit. Uh, Took a few shots. Um, So, I mean, I guess you lead it off.
0: Well, you know, I I watched that, uh, watched the video of, I believe it was Ben Shapiro and Andrew Neal. Andrew Neal, or was uh, interview. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure if our viewers have, have tuned in the video. We'll maybe put a link or something so you can watch it. But what are your thoughts on that? I feel like you, you shared that to me with the purpose. So yeah. I'm kind of curious. We
1: uh, well, it was, it, I think the issue is that there's um, a hypocrisy in the media, and, and particularly American media, because the background on it is that um, Andrew Neil works for BBC, and, uh, which, you know, not, not, you no know, no big black, you know, but, you know, British yeah, broadcasting America, company. American media. Yeah. Yes. British, uh, broadcasting company. Mm-hmm. Um, well-known, well-respected, uh, very neutral, split down the middle type of news, which, you know, American news and media has been where it was, you know, used to be when I was growing up. Now it's so polarizing. But nevertheless, um. Andrew Neil interviewed Ben Shapiro and it was like 2019 before you know BC before COVID and it was just uh, he was just pretty much just um interview interviewed him and gave him some questions well I would say questions about what he says and what he means and all this stuff and I think it comes off as Ben Shapiro was faced with his own words and he did not like that he you know began to start to name call and uh, you know, do do everything as a, a defensive tactic mm-hmm. when somebody's losing an argument. And he is supposed to be the best debater of all time. Uh, and he, uh, you know, he said this point, he said this thing, this quote, um, in the middle of the interview where he said, well, you know, I don't know who you are. And the funny thing about Xander Neal is pretty much more conservative viewpoints than um, Ben Shapiro. And it, it very it is it, very damning when a person goes in and do their job and do their job with integrity and, and with a purpose, and a person is very nefarious, which I which I lost a lot of respect against Shapiro. I thought he I thought he had some good points, but it really showed his really showed who he is that he is a you know is is not a, he's above reproach. You know everything he preached you know really doesn't line with what he says. I'm, I'm, I'm big on, you know, you, 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 you know, you, you walk the way you talk. If you say you're gonna do something, do it. Don't, um, if you're not gonna do it, then don't say it at all. And that's who he is.
0: Well, I mean,
1: I don't think, I don't know if I've ever been a
0: big Shapiro fan. Obviously, I think everyone tunes into the viral videos of him. Just talked about him the, the interview itself about Shapiro destroys LBGTQ, or Ben um uh, whatever, abortionists, or something like that. Uh, so I think everyone's kind of tuned in on that. My problem with those kind of videos, of course, is that he's basically just picking random people yes. on the street. Like he's done his research, he's formulated his argument, and he's arguing with people that don't have, like, yeah. you know, they're just have an opinion on something, but, you know, maybe not the most research, so... Yeah. I think he's a smart guy and like he is a good debater. Um, this kind of exposed him, I guess, in a sense. But I wanna point out something too, because I was sort of on Ben Shapiro's side. You know, Ben Shapiro's very like very polarizing, he's been around for a long time, he's got a lot of like a lot of tweets, a lot of media. You can find a lot of quotes on him. Yeah. And, you know, essentially this is what uh, Andrew and Neal was doing is he kinda of dug up, you know. Yeah controversial things Ben Shapiro said in the past, and to Ben Shapiro's credit he made like, hey, a few things I was wrong, or it was out of context, and like, sure, that's right. But I think that opens up into another, like, kind of conversation on cancel culture in general. It's like, can we really dig into another man's past, right? Yeah, well, I mean. Take quotes, maybe out of context, maybe not, and just use that against him. I mean, was, was that the purpose of the interview? Or was Ben Shapiro writing me like, hey, this is, talk to me about my book.
1: Well, the, talk
0: to me about this tweet I made 20 years ago. Well,
1: the issue is that, uh, you know, I believe that, you know, you know uh, I've always grown up, grown to always say that, hey, you, you stand by your word. If you said it and you did it out of anger, uh, you know, out of frustration and, you know, it was a younger self, you apologize to it, you would, but you accept accountability. Uh, I think throughout the whole entire, you know, interview, the 60 Minutes interview, Um, he didn't accept accountability for all these words. He tried to, you know, deflect or try to make excuses about it, saying it's out of context. You know, the whole thing about, you know, Palestine and, you know, the the comments he made about Palestine and how he he never said like, Well, you know, that is true. Like, you know, I made those comments, those comments were made, you know, based off X, Y, and Z and you know, I I regretfully don't do it. And it's just the whole accountability thing he never accepted. And that's where you know I always I always say you know don't be above reproach. I mean, you know, hold your feet. You know, get hold to your feet to the fire.
0: And keep in mind, you
1: did double down on the
0: whole irregular, irregularly religious Jews, or maybe ethnically religious, or ethnically Jewish, which includes me. Yeah. After turning their Jew card, so
1: I don't I don't I don't, I don't like it. Uh, you know, it you. We, we, uh, it, being an individual, individualist in society, especially in America, where you are able to pick and choose what you want and who you are, you know, within reason, you know, just as long as you're not, you know, going against the, you know, the safety and the, the safety of, of society, you know, at general, at large. Um, I don't think he has a right to do that. Like, who gave him the right to say that? Like, it, it's, it, I mean, he, he, he can say, like, hey, this is my opinion, but he, you know, his, I felt though his viewpoint was on the fact that hey, I have this right because I am a traditional, you know, um, Jew. What would I don't call him traditional Jew? They call him um, non
0: non secular. Yeah, non secular
1: Jew or or he's or orthodox. So yeah, orthodox. Just, kind of
0: like the most stringent, most religious kind of.
1: Yeah, level of Judaism. So. so, I mean, but but who but who is he to say that? Who who is he to say that on somebody else that hey, you just turn your car? Like, I mean, he, I mean, he supported you know Donald Trump, who said he was a Christian, but I mean, he didn't he didn't he you know according to the Bible, he, you know, he shouldn't have been divorced, he shouldn't have sex out of marriage, he shouldn't have done all this, but he supported and you know doubled down his support for you know a Republican who's known to be you know. Very immoral and goes against a lot of things that you know speak to an Orthodox Judaism, 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 as well as you know Donald Trump's own Christian faith. I, mean, I, I just I know my big thing, my big thing with people is like be who you be who be who you say you are. You know behind a closed doors, you you are the same person in front of people.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, definitely. Definitely, I was exposed in that regard. Yeah. Uh, you know, another point I want to make is, I mean, as a Jewish man, am I? Do you think I am obligated? I mean, because I feel like you, you as an African American, you know, you're obligated to stand up for your fellow African Americans. Yeah, that's It's a different situation. I wouldn't say African Americans and Jewish people have faced the same yeah. tribulations and trials throughout history and the same problems, but obviously as yes, two two races that have essentially been marginalized and killed uh, for a better part of history am i am I obligated as a Jewish person to stand for israel you know
1: um i, I, I like see see that, that becomes that becomes like a, that becomes a very interesting uh, dilemma because you're not from israel and i i don't like i don't know the religion but it says that everybody goes back to israel where the Jerusalem yeah yeah Jerusalem right mm-hmm. Jerusalem where um, where I guess where your, your people are holy yeah the, but w- what makes it the Holy Land though? Is it because it's written somewhere or is it because it's like documented and as far as us, like from Christianity which is so like Christianity is so I, I don't want to get on a soapbox by Christianity modern Christianity or just Christianity in general where they take like, you know, you know, the, the Bible is very explicit and said, don't be don't be pagan, but we are one thousand percent pagan pagan and the way we celebrate holidays and the new year and all this stuff, but that's neither here nor there. Uh it, it, it speaks about, you know, Jerusalem being the Holy Land, but it it doesn't it, it I mean if you if you if you really look at, you know, geographical and the Historical context um, Iraq and Iraq, and specifically T- the Tigris River uh, along that path, is where, um, where, is, where you know, it all started. Like you know, the documentation of it. So I mean, if you ever look, at, if you look at a map from um, Israel and Jerusalem, you know, to the middle of Iraq, they're uh, a few thousand miles apart. So I, I I don't I don't know why they why people. Have picked Jerusalem as the place.
0: Well, I, I mean I can't say exactly. I'm not the most well-versed in theology in that regard, but what about like an independent Jewish state, right? I mean, Israel is was prior to World War II, but I mean obviously really yeah. after World War II. Call back to the first episode, you know, the UN established yeah. that area for you know the Jewish people uh, because of all the persecution. Yes, I mean, you think about it. It was 75 years ago, or a little over 75 at this point, that we were, you were just from for being Jewish, yeah, in Europe. Yeah. So kind of caught to come back and be like, we don't have a home. Where can we go? And how can we defend ourselves? Yeah. So.
1: And and the, and you know, the United States is pretty much funding their defense, mm-hmm. which again, he again, Ben Shapiro brought this point, and I'm, I'm thinking, like, why is it American? You're saying that we should continue to fund another country to defend itself, from, you know, just based on, you know, I'm like, I'm, I'm a business guy by nature, right? It's everything is quid pro quo with me. You know, you do this for me, we receive this. It seemed like it's a, it's a, it's very one way, one way street with Israel in that we're just giving them money for nothing in return. I mean, I think I read somewhere, well, like uh, well, a few years ago that we gave them, um, we gave them information um, regarding our Patriot missiles. And, it's it classified information and they leaked it, they leaked the information to China for, for in exchange for something else. It was, uh, I had to read up on it to be exact. And, nothing happened to it. Like, nothing happened to Israel. Israel was like, man. But, in any other country, like, you know, we look at Turkey, where Turkey broke the agreement where they bought, you know, stuff from um, Russia and they're just cut out of they just cut out of F thirty five.
0: Well what about Saudi Arabia?
1: Uh Saudi Arabia I mean, they have oil. No. No. Yeah, it's well, I mean, like kind of
0: saying we want we want allies in this area. We want
1: Well I mean if if you, if you look at if you look at actual the, the bottom line of it is like we invaded Iraq, we took over Iraq. So in in essence Iraq Iraq is just the fifty first state in the United States in the you know in United States is just that is geographically separate because we can we control the, we control Iraq. And through Iraq, you know, we have, you know, allies in Oman, allies in the UAE, in that Gulf region, why do we need um, you know uh, Israel? Is, I, mean, without, I mean like honestly, let's be complete let's be completely transparent. If we said like alright Israel, we're not gonna pay for anything else, what is Israel going to? Like how are they like because Israel as a nation is very much hated by everybody in the world, and the only reason uh, that Israel is able to continue to get its funding is because they have lobbyists like Ben Shapiro, who's go who's in the it, was, it was in the you know pockets of you know lawmakers you know saying like hey we need you know hey you know keep you know, keep sending money here blah 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 I mean
0: I really think Ben Shapiro is responsible for.
1: It. Well, he—I mean, like, like how how many talking points does does he go out there and he speak that is echoing the Republicans? Which I mean, you no, know, you know, I mean, let's be completely honest. Conservatism in the United States is the majority uh, to an extent. Conservatism, as far as like, don't disrupt my way of life. Um, liberta- uh, um, liberalism or what do you want to call it? Being a liberal is like, hey, we have to go a different route. This isn't working. Um uh, in America, we have programs that are funded billions of dollars a year for uh people who, doing, who cannot who for disabled people who can who cannot physically work so they can have a quality of life. No other country has that I mean most I mean, like I mean outside of maybe you know a socialist country like k Germany to where you know they're able to do that but you pretty much can, you pretty much can, you know, fall down and hurt yourself and be permanently disabled can't work and live a very healthy life. A you know, very you know, financially stable life backed by the government um, without any, any recourse. But what, what, what I even fathom the, the thought of being poor. That's why, That's why I think like as an adult in America, being poor is a choice. Because there's so many programs, so many safety nets that, you know... You yeah, have no other choice but to you be, know, you know, you. can't be poor. You can't be. You can't be at or above the poverty level. Now there, now there are reasons why people who are poor, like such as, you know, because of choice, like, you know, like veterans, like homeless veterans, you know, outside of a very fraction of a percent of people is by choice. A lot of them have mental health issues. Now I'm not going to talk about the VA. You know. Veterans, veterans affairs. But a lot of them have mental health issues or schizophrenia, stuff like that, and they just are are nomads who, 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 who roam. Or like people who go to California for to become actors or actresses and they can't afford to live live in California so they just become poor. When you can you can easily move to, you know, the middle of the country and take the money that, you know, you were spending in LA to become an actress or an actor and you know, become like a regular Joe and live comfortably.
0: It was very interesting. I, I don't know. I, I think America has a homeless problem. I, I disagree with you completely on that. Really? I thought. Well, I mean, okay. I can't speak of the rest of the world necessarily. I know in Europe obviously. There is way more social services yeah. for people who are disabled or who can't work. Yeah. I don't know that firsthand. Uh, living there for two years, but in in America I don't know I don't I don't I disagree with you on that. I think uh, being poor is not a choice.
1: Well I, well, I would say okay, so poor and homeless are two different things. Homeless is like you do not have a home, like you are like out on the streets. Yeah, being, being poor being poor is in the sense that you are the poverty level, the poverty the poverty level but you still have room and board, you still have, you know, you know running water, you still have you know, electricity, you still have, like, some luxuries. Being being homeless is like, you don't have anything, but whatever's in your, what's serving your bag. So, the, I, I would say poverty level is, poverty level is different than being homeless.
0: Okay, well, so you're saying poverty level is a choice.
1: No, I said homelessness is a choice. Population homelessness le- is a choice. Poverty, poverty level is something that's very, I mean, it's a very complex issue, but it's a very complex issue. It's like, which There's a whole minimum wage yeah. being fifteen dollars. And and and, and that's dealing with uh, that's dealing with access access to health care, access to to um, you know, ac- access to, you know, uh, opportunities for, you know, you know, successes. Also, you know, convicted felons and, you know, prison you know, ed- you know school pipeline, you know. That that that's that 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 is a lot. That's a lot of impact. So I I would say poverty poverty is a choice to an extent, but so is. But you know homeless homelessness is like one thousand percent, no a choice. Like you can, you can like you can bankrupt your whole like your whole life. You can lose it all, and you still have you still have the ability to go see, go seek help.
0: I mean. I get that there is social services all over America. Yeah. There's not, there's not anywhere that there isn't. But I would say I mean most homeless people are mentally ill. Yes. So
1: So that's why that's said, a
0: problem in itself that I think yeah. that America hasn't dealt with dealt yeah.
1: with right. And I don't I don't think we will ever be able to deal with it because mental health is such an is such an elusive an elusive target. Like I mean, I mean, it, it goes to like his homosexuality and mental health issue. I don't know. Like, I, I, honestly, I I can't. I, all I can say is from my opinion, is my opinion that is that I always knew that I love like women because I remember you know when I was you know in elementary school and my first grade teacher in Miss Ward, who was probably like sixty years old, now, was pregnant and she had some big big titties, and she was wearing this low-cut dress, well, it was, it, I mean, it was in the 80s, so it was like, it was noticeable that, you know, you can see her, you, I don't know if she had a bad day or whatever, but you can see her ARLs, and it was like silver dollars, and I was like, and I, you know, I got chugged, I, mean, I, got, I got, a little, you know, got a little heart, you know, but I, but it, just something yeah, that, fair enough. Just, yeah, but, but was but, but, something more about that, you, but there's something that aroused me though, like I, I like I I couldn't explain why it did it, but it just did, and that yeah, I, like I think that maybe that uh, you know being you know homosexual isn't is is not normal because as humans we're built to reproduce a certain way, and to actually go against nature and go against the whole you know. You know, wait, global wait, global. wait,
0: one second. Where, did you, where have you gotten at this point? Now we're on, we on
1: homosexuality now? No, I don't know. I'm just, I'm, I'm drunk talking. Like, uh, how do we get here? I don't, I don't know. know. <laughs> you just start talking <laughs> about what... Uh, I mean, these, these are my thoughts. These are my thoughts. Oh, okay, okay, well, I mean... I mean, but but but, but, that's, but oh, okay. that's... Okay, homosexuality is not normal, right? It's not, yes, I mean, it's not normal. Probably They're not normal. I mean,
0: not... We're talking about science and reproduction human nature, sure... Why well, I mean
1: nothing normality? What is normality? Well, I mean, uh, according, according to nature, this is normal. According to nature, like, if we want to go back to our first um, episode, according to nature, you know, a man, uh, a boy is born uncircumcised. And he circumcised me for health reasons. Just like I say, like, when I got my physical and, like, they put my penis as, you know, um, abnormal because I'm circumcised. Like, it, it 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 is a social it is a social acceptance to be circumcised, but it goes against nature's rule for some reason, and that's why yeah. it's adnor- That's why it's abnormality. So yeah, but I mean, that's that's.
0: I guess I guess uh, society. I've always adhered to this. Like, I don't really define myself as straight or gay or bi or anything. Like, I've never been attracted to a guy. Would I be? Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> I, I'm very much like, I don't know. I've never been, but who knows? So I don't really want to label myself as anything. Like, I'm, I'm attracted to the people I'm attracted to. I think that's a part of, like, culture. Is it? Yeah, I mean, it's a cultural thing. Obviously, like, maybe attraction is, like, a primal, instilled within us, kind of, need and necessity, right, to reproduce, when you think about that. But we've hit a point in society where it's like, I mean, I guess we do need to reproduce. Yes. But we don't you know it's not like we you need know, to have ten kids so we can run the farm and we can have labor and that mm-hmm. kind of stuff like yeah. It's more like yeah we, need to, we do need a perpetuate society, but like at the end of the day, I don't need to reproduce. so maybe from a reproduction, but maybe not from a, like a attraction standpoint. maybe that's like, I don't know something we've missed. It's like. You know, people I mean people are attracted to everything at this point. Like if you watch TLC, you'll see something attracted to like a roller coaster. (laughs) So like attraction is one thing versus like a need to survive and a need to reproduce the human cycle. And like that's no longer really like that kinda comes down to your homelessness argument. Like there's no longer like a I need to survive in society anymore, at least American society.
1: Well, I, I think just, it's just human nature in, in general, is that, you know, that fight, you no, know, fight or flight. Like right? that is something that you you cannot fight. It's either it, it when it kicks in, your body reacts, your mind shuts off. It's just I think that it's just one of those things. It's just like, bit, uh, you know, the attraction between you know man and female is something like that. Your mind shuts. It's something that is you know your mind your your mind does without without thinking, like your heartbeat. Your, you don't have to think about. Beating your heart. Yeah, I mean, you, you can control your breathing, but after a while, if you hold your breath long enough, your body's gonna, you know, kick in and say, you will take a breath. And it, whether you're underwater or if you're uh, above uh, above ground, you will take a breath, and we'll see what happens. And I, I think it's just one of those primal instincts that you just can't fight. Uh, but I,
0: what about like attraction being something you build over time? Like you've never met somebody that you just at first really. In? But by the time you get to know them and like you become very attracted
1: to Well that that's some that that's more of a that's more of a like a a, a uh, what, is, what what is it called? Um it's a subconscious thing, right? It's just like uh because like um like when it comes what like, that that's the reason why we're humans, like that that's the the, the argument that is made in science is based off like just between primates and you know humans. Is that we're like more sophisticated. We're more um, imagine, We we can imagine more. When we think more. We think a lot. We think yeah. more. We, we we can we can create more. And that's why you know the whole the whole thing about why uh, man why man evolved because we were able to you know you know uh, think about things you know develop things create things while primates they're still you know very primal they're still very you know very you know nature driven. And I think it's just one of those things, like, I mean, it's kind of like, you know, two forces that's working together, or fighting against each other, that, you know, you find like, all right, you know, this person isn't so bad. You know, maybe, maybe this is for me. And then your mind starts, you know, working into the way that, you know, to where you're attracted to that person. But the whole the whole thing about being, a, uh, the whole primal thing about being attracted to, you know, the same sex or the opposite sex or how, what you identify as is more towards, like, primal instincts. Like, you just can't fight it. This is my opinion.
0: I mean, I, I, I guess so. Sure. When I really want to boil it down to our primal instincts. I'm sure it's like, there's a reason, you know, there's a reason why big boobs are attractive. You know? Yeah, the big like the reasons, butts. Yeah, you know, big butts are attractive. because yeah. It all comes down to, like, a primal urge within us that drives it, but... Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I guess in this day and age, I think things are just like primal, primal urges is sort of like
1: yeah.
0: you know, gone, yeah. and now you're kind of left with like figuring out what you find attractive, and I mean, maybe there's a reason, maybe there isn't, but I could never fault anyone for having attra- attraction to something. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, obviously, when you take part in it, you know, and if it's something like immoral, okay. But um, people feel the way they feel, and mm-hmm. that's just kind of life. And maybe, we can ever, we'll, maybe we'll figure out why they feel that way or how we can stop it or whatever. But for the most part, I mean, no one's being hurt, and
1: let them live, I say. I always go to the argument about um, th- this whole, this whole like, um, understanding about hu- human nature, like the bare bones, just you know, skeleton of what a human is. Is like if you and another person was on a desert island and you need each other to survive. If you're a man and woman, whether both you guys are, you know, or if you're a gay guy and a lesbian, a lesbian or a lesbian with a straight guy, or you know, a gay guy with a you know, le- uh, with a straight woman, you guys are gonna reproduce. It just, it just how it is. It's, you guys is stranded on desert island. You don't know whatever. You know the whole primal instincts about you know it's gonna kick in for survival. It's either you're gonna, you know, you guys are gonna work together and, you know, have a bond and, you know, whatever happens, you know, with that. And survival, you're both gonna die. Like, it's just, it's just, it's, just, it's, just, it's, just, it's gonna happen or not. And, that's why I think that if if you, if you play, if you play the scenario in, um, in many people's minds, like, they were like, alright, you know, if, uh, I, I, know I may be you know I may be you know LGBTQ here, but I don't know when I'm leaving I don't know I need some type of you know the whole like you know primary needs about you know a human need like love or you know you know they need you know desperate you know to have sex you know for just basic needs and survival you know they need it that's not.
0: Because it brings up a good point, it's human need to be touched, to be loved as yeah. much as it is to reproduce. Yeah. So that desire I think, is there, um, and if you, uh, I guess if you remove, I can't really think of the word right now, but if you sort of deprive somebody of it for long enough, I'm sure that urge kind of starts to form. So yeah, I mean that's why I say like I think in that sense like sexuality is, of course like. I don't think if I was stranded on an island with another dude, like I would eventually find them attractive or anything. But I'm saying, like, overall, like, yeah, that builds up maybe you're stranded on something you wouldn't find, or anything, and then yeah. whatever. Yeah. Uh, I, I think it comes with everything. Life is very fluid and changing. So.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and before we go on, we were talking about, um, I guess, our I schooling Adam. On black culture, like just in just in a nutshell, and he actually had a question that I was um, trying to explain. And uh, I guess uh, maybe it's a good topic to talk about here. It was about the uh, the issue with um, uh, black women, and you know what you find attractive about them.
0: What I find attractive about black women? Yeah. In particular? Yeah. I mean. I don't know, I, I can't say, I, I, I'm not like, I see an attractive woman, but I see an attractive woman, yeah. you know, like, it, to me it doesn't matter the size, shape, race, it's, you are, you're not, yeah. but, I do think black women have, I guess this is what you're, the point you're making is, like, they have, they have beautiful hair, they have, they sort of can do a lot with it, um, in a lot of different styles, and so I, I did ask the question of why, like, we
1: use the wigs, are so prominent in black yeah. culture, but, Uh. Yeah. Um, so and, and I was saying like um i i was uh you know in roundabout way, I, I talked about how in and in, you know it's black culture that um like a when a woman you know when when a young lady or you know a a um, girl becomes a woman it's like i want to say it's not a it's not a ceremony, but it's more of a ritual when they cut their hair, like really cut the hair for the first time where they go into, like Maybe into like, like a like ear length, maybe or what what they call a bob, and they or they you know go lower like you know go to, you know like maybe a wavelength or you know, you know really low, and it's very indicative of what African what African women you know do today, uh, which see like a predominant in African community African um, tribes and communities, is is kind of have made its way. Across the Atlantic to be embedded in the African American community, you know, sub so very subconsciously because, uh, excuse me, damn, damn, they whoop my ass. Well, Fucking ice. Too many ices. Eh? Yeah. Bars yeah. been got uh, nice a few times that
0: already. Yeah. It's, uh,
1: gonna be a fun New Year's. Yeah. I got to drink the rest of the um, but it's it, it's just that it's just a, it's it's, it's like a. Uh, it's a ritual that's embedded in in, in African American women that, you know, when you become a woman, you, you cut your hair. And and I think like it be, it's a phase you go to where a woman, you know, cut the hair and 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 then I just reminded me of this. I had a friend who was like she's like she's white and her you know husband, um ex husband is black and they had like a um you know, biracial children and her and her daughter no, cut her hair like she said like I want to cut my hair and she didn't understand why because you know she know, no she's white and her hair is long no and you know she has a very unique texture hair but she said you know I want to cut my hair because you know I want to and she was like 12 or 13 at this point which is you know typical age where you know they like they first get their hair cut like you know black black kids or black ladies first get the haircut between twelve and fourteen, and she didn't, and like she didn't know why, and so she, you know, she went, and she got a, you know, she cut her hair, because at that point her hair was, you know, very long and stuff, and it was like a very like, shortcut, like where she went from, you know, probably middle of the back to, you know, close to the ears, like you know, bobbing, and, and she told me this, and I was like, hmm, maybe it's something subconscious, or maybe just something that, you know, that happens that has been. You know, embedded in DNA of all those. I um, mean, that they cut the hair.
0: I think I think it brings up an interesting point too about hair and culture, especially from a female perspective. Because yes. you have like, you know, Orthodox Judaism, um, or Hasidic Jews, which is like a variation of Orthodox, like very, very restrictive, very very religious. Yeah. Um, you know, the woman, they cannot show their hair in public, sort of like. uh like a hijab. Yeah. Uh they either have to wear wigs or they you know they shave their heads. Ooh, a lot of times wigs. they do wear wigs, yes. Really? Yes. So That's um, interesting. When they do go out in public they're wearing a wig or they're wearing some kind of like wrap or something. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And of course you see that in like you know Muslim obviously hijab yeah. and nothing like that. Yeah. Exactly. And I think to a lesser extent when I think about it, like you think just traditional American women, as they get older, they do cut their hair shorter. Um so maybe it's something that we have to research more and figure out exactly yeah. why or sort of hair and culture, but it does seem like that signifies it signifies something, you know, yeah. as as you get older it's maybe less about you know yeah. beauty, maybe more about whatever. Yeah. It's not saying anything is short hair, I mean
1: Didn't you say that like um like traditions and traditions and, you know, you know suffrage and all the stuff is like embedded or passed down regardless of if they have like if they if they're like connected in type of way like
0: genetically. genetic one? yeah yeah so i mean i don't i don't know the exact words um uh, exactly but like sort of trauma or experiences like to a large degree that can affect like i don't know how i don't know how like solidified research is um, I have to do some more into it but like that kind of trauma or like those extreme experience can affect the cells and then when they reproduce and then they're passed on, um, those changes in those thought processes are gonna be in the offspring. I can see that. So that you know, that's a link of culture. You know, a lot of like a lot of people over I think I attribute mental illness to it. Like, you know, my ancestors experienced this past trauma and so that's why I'm, you know, very yeah. anxious, very like um, facing these realities, and it makes sense. As I think, as two people that kind of understand radiation a little bit and how that affects the cells, yeah. and um, you know, it, it, if the environment can, I think, affect your DNA, it can affect your cells, and, and when that's being reproduced, and you know, teratogens uh, and stuff yeah. like that. But you know, like we figured out that that exists. So why can't trauma that affects your body? I guess not. So, I think it makes
1: sense and maybe you can make those links. Yeah. Because like, I mean, even, you know, even as a as a black man, I'm, like I'm still, there's still like things that like triggers me like that I've never, like I've never experienced before, but experienced before. Maybe in a past life, maybe, you know, whatever you want to call it, but there's it just, maybe it's that genetic link, like, you know, when drums are playing, it's like, you know, something, like, yeah. get, like, well, yeah, so
0: create, like, a very emotional response to yeah. your ancestry that's just been passed on.
1: Yeah. Or, like, how, like, how I react to, you know, change, like, I'm very, you know, maybe because of slavery, like, how I, I, I'm, like, you know, change really doesn't affect me much, and maybe, you know, I know that people struggle with change, like, uh I've seen people, like, just have this, like, breakdown of just change, and, like, I just, I I don't, I, me, like, I can't, I I can't wrap my head around it, but I have to be very empathetic because, you know, what affects me doesn't affect anybody else, you know, what affects someone else will not affect me, so, I don't know, just my thoughts. Get some whiskey, I mean, tequila. Definitely so. Um, hmm. So we were going to talk about how Trump, um, how Trump um, did a good job for African Americans. Yeah, you know, that's, yeah that's, that's something I I meant to ask you.
0: I to get your perspective
1: on. Well, you know, so far you know we look at stats, and I'm a very stat guy. That's and so, it. you know, two points that I will say that Trump. And the Republicans did, you know, by far, like, let's, let's put it out there. I'm not a Democrat. I'm not a Republican. I'm very much a, um, I was looking at this, um, Venn diagram and it pretty much said, like, you know, what do you believe in and how do you identify? And I'm very deliberate. I'm very much a libertarian. However, uh, Republicans, you know, I am from the South. I'm from North Carolina. And, you know, there's a link between Republicans and racism. I'm just saying it just, it just is, you know, you see a Republican, I voted for, you know, George W. and I voted for, you know, Trump and I voted for, um, Mick Romney, but, you know, I'm flying a Confederate flag. Well, what do you want to call it? It's not really a Confederate flag. That's another history lesson. I say well, you know, you are what you eat, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, uh, I, I say that I always say that, um, he has done, some things, you know, great for the African-American, African-Americans as, you know, as a graduate from a um, historically black college university, you know, they receive a, um, and a healthy a healthy and hefty sum of um, financial support from the government, which no other president have even under Barack Obama. I'm just saying, those are facts. Uh, they A lot of people, a lot, a lot of um, Republican pundits will, uh, you know, will say that, hey, you know, you know, black unemployment will, was at its lowest, which is true. However, there was a trend under the under the, uh, Barack Barack Obama pregnancy um, pregnancy. Damn, this must be talking about pregnancy maybe. Um, Presidency, presidency, presidency. Mm-hmm. and it was just, you know it has been it started it started you know at the recession when. Barack Obama, you know, took office. Then it started to, you know, trend downward, and it kept trending downward. And you know, in essence, you know, Trump did, you know, inherited a good, um, a good economy, a, a good economy. And it, you know, COVID, which you know, he didn't, he didn't cause, he didn't plan, kind of, kind of affected on the back end of it. But uh, I mean, I got I to say that he did continue what you know, Barack Obama did economically uh, to help out the uh, economy uh, for African-American communities. and uh, that goes to say that, you know, I did not vote for Donald Trump in the election. I uh, didn't vote for Hillary because you know, nobody likes Hillary. She's a, yeah, I don't know what, I don't know what Democrats were thinking. But, you know, there there's, you know, when I vote, I look at the person and I vote I, I, last election, I voted for Republicans on some issues. I voted for Democrats on other issues. Um, I, I don't know why in the African-American community, we believe that we should vote Democrat because Democrats don't always work in our best interests. I mean, if we can look at the current pregnancy, uh, pre, uh, presidency now, I hope I don't get nobody pregnant. I'm. I've been saying pregnancy. Yeah, you've been saying maybe there's some subconscious no. actions taking place. No, or... oh, please, Lord. <laughs> getting the wrong getting the wrong woman pregnant is like I think I've word. I think I read somewhere that says getting the wrong woman pregnant is like uh, committing um, financial suicide. Oh, I wouldn't want to do that. Yeah. I, mean, I would uh, I don't want kids to be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Any change, but getting back on point. Getting back on point. Um. Uh is that uh I forgot what I was saying. Uh
0: pregnancy something. No nah, but uh pre- pres Yeah. Uh what were you saying? I don't know if a few beer, be, beers beers deep at this point, so uh some tequila and some. Yeah, borders are gonna be a little slower to uh come through. Yeah. It's, hey, isn't it? But uh yeah. yeah, you were you were saying about what what's Trump's done for the black community. And yeah. Demo- Democrats. Oh yeah. Very Demo- much like it seems like in the media uh, Democrats in Georgia, whatever right now. Yeah. It's a blue state now. Yeah. Um, eh, yeah. that's just you know, that's, the know. black people won Biden or African Americans won to Biden in office.
1: But you know, just looking at statistics, you know, so far there was no no and, and under the current administration, you know, there were some things there was some transactions that was made on like, hey, like you know, we're going to push, you know, push you because we want X, Y, Z done and they have not delivered on them. not one. A mm-hmm. um, big thing is I read some words like if they counsel student debt yeah. for African-Americans, it will accidentally grow the wealth gap between whites and African-Americans by 40 percent. We'll just close that gap. Close the gap. And which is like, hmm, it's interesting. Or, you um, know, this is just, just, just a statistic you know uh, also it um also there was a about the whole you know um bill where they you know repealed a lot of a lot of laws a lot of you know mandatory sentences uh they also go back and they um they would go uh they would go back and they were uh, look at um you know the prison prison reform and police reform and stuff like that and um none of those things happened but you know you know like i said before the Asian protection bill law has been passed. Go to show, you know, I guess how African Americans are treated in America. Well, um, or I hate the term African American. Yeah. Uh, I, I prefer to be called black because, you know, we are there.
0: Mm-hmm. I mean mm-hmm. I say that might be that might be great for next week's episode. Yeah. So see some more research bring some statistics in here and see what has the Biden administration done for the I guess the black community you know versus yeah, what one they one promised one was just for the Jewish community yeah you know? what, what, what is uh, let's, let's look at a whole of the, the presidency but I think we've hit uh, a good point of the night we're going to go ahead and break the seal use the bathroom yeah uh, we thank you for tuning in and hope you have a Happy, safe new year. Yep. God bless. Thank you.